Blog Talk Radio. What's going on, folks? It's your boy, Long Beach Joe, and I am back at it, back at it, back at it, again. <laughs> Listen, your boy's back at it again, man. Salutes to everyone. I hope everyone's having a good time and a good day. We have a lot to discuss. There's been a lot of things moving and shaking around the New York Jets, a lot of moves that we've made, a lot of things, you know, happening, and we're going to discuss it all. Training camp, we've made some trades. We've also had, a, you know, Rogers sign a, a nice deal for us as well. We've got some interesting people visiting the New York Jets, some potential signings, some potential big signings, okay? So let me go ahead and get into the show. Listen, I am the man of the people. I'm here for the people. Let me shamelessly promote my Facebook page. Everyone go on Facebook, search The Long Beach Joe Show. Like that page. My content's up there. Go ahead and give it a listen. Message me. I'll message you right back. I love going back and forth with you folks about this football team. All right? Also, leave me some feedback. I love hearing about what you folks think I do here on, the, on my show. Okay? I want to thank you all for that. All the feedback is always welcome. Also on Twitter as well. Okay? At the Long Beach Joe, at the Long Beach Joe on Twitter. My personal Twitter is YoungJ000. All right, but the show's Twitter is at the Long Beach Joe. Talk to me, I'll talk back. Follow your boy. All right, and go back and forth with me. You talk about the Jets, we talk about it all. Also, I'm on iTunes as well. The Long Beach Joe Show, the Long Beach Joe Show on iTunes. Okay, subscribe to the podcast on there. Leave me some feedback. Leave me a five star rating, and let me know about what you folks think about what I'm doing here. I want to thank everyone that does leave feedback on the iTunes as well. It's greatly appreciated. It helps the show. So please do that. You know what I'm saying? Leave me some feedback and let me know how you folks feel about the show. I appreciate y'all. All right? Also, you know, for those of you that may not know, maybe you're just listening to me on Blog Talk Radio. Okay, Blog Talk Radio, backslash Long Beach Joe. We also live stream the show, okay? We live stream the show here, and we have a lot of fun on YouTube. Come on over to YouTube, okay? Type in Long Beach Joe Jets, Long Beach Joe Jets on YouTube, okay? Subscribe to the channel, all right? Hit that notification bell so when I post content, you'll be in the know because uh, we be in here having a blast, man. A lot of people be, hey, Joe, they come across my channel, and they be like, man, you look good. You know what I'm saying? You're a handsome guy, handsome fellow. We knew, you know, we listened to the shows, but we didn't know, you know, you were live and you go back and forth to people. Yeah, you know, I'm not, I'm not arrogant. I'm just a regular dude, you know, just sitting here talking Jets with everybody. I love uh, going back and forth with everybody that loves the team and uh, wants to talk about the team. But, uh, you know, thank you, ladies. You know what I'm saying? Thank you. You know, I appreciate all your, your uh, you know, your generous words. I really, really do. Thank you for your compliments. Uh, so come on over. Again, YouTube, Long Beach Joe Jets, Long Beach Joe Jets on YouTube. You know, subscribe and hit that notification bell and give the video a thumbs up. When you come over here, let's be clear, you know what I'm saying? My chat gets wild, okay? The Savages, salute to GVH in the chat, all the Savages. Listen, I'll call my chat the Savages. Why? Because they're savage. Listen, man, <laughs> they get after it, okay? They get after it. So be careful, you know? Nobody's safe, not even me, all right? Nobody is safe. So uh, salute to everybody, you know, that gets in touch with uh, with me any way they can. And again, please check out all my content. Subscribe to everything that you can. So 
Now it's time to talk, man. We got a lot to discuss here. All right. We got a lot to discuss. So much going on. Again, salute all the savages in the chat, everybody watching. Again, 515-602-9639 is the number. 515-602-9639 is the number. All the callers, hold on. We'll get to everybody tonight. We just quickly have to go over uh, some of the moves that the New York Jets have made, some of the things that have happened, um, you know, since the last show that we had. So to get into it, the New York Jets have traded Denzel Mims to the Lions. Okay? Wow. Right? That kind of came out of nowhere a couple days ago. Uh, the Jets have traded Denzel Mims to the Lions for a 2025 seventh-round pick. Okay, they traded Mims in a 2025 seventh-round pick to the Lions, and the Jets got back a 2025 sixth-round conditional pick. Okay? All right, cool. Right? I mean, at the end of the day, it, you know, it happened. I, in a lot of people's mind, especially in mine, it didn't really come out of nowhere, per se, because we know that Denzel Mims in the past has requested a trade, right? And the last guy to request a trade as well, Elijah Moore, he's not here either. We sent him to Cleveland, and now we've sent, you know, Denzel Mims to the Lions. Again, Denzel Mims has all the physical talent in the world, man, but just couldn't, couldn't carve out a spot here, right? Now, keep in mind, the Jets camp started on the 19th, and he was excused from camp and didn't report with the team, you know, so the Jets kind of said, hey, you know, stay where you're at, and they made a move and got him up out of there. Um, listen, Mims' career here, he had 42 catches, 676 yards, and zero touchdowns in three seasons. He just couldn't crack. He couldn't, he couldn't crack into anything here. Keep in mind, at one point, Denzel Mims really looked like he was going to be a difference maker here with the New York Jets, right? Anybody remember that? Adam Gaze was here. Oh, man, Adam Gaze, that guy was, right? Adam Gaze was here. He had Sam Darnold as his quarterback, and Sam was throwing him footballs, and he was just going up and getting it. He was making circuit catches. A lot of crazy stuff along the sidelines. I mean, just wild stuff, right? And we were all like, wow, this kid has unbelievable talent. Cannot wait to see him next season. Can't wait to see it. Then we got a new coach, Robert Sella. You know, Joe Douglas brought him in. They brought in Mike LaFleur. And he just couldn't, couldn't get anything rocking. Him and Mike LaFleur just couldn't get that synergy. He ended up, you know, just not being able to grasp the playbook. At one point, the New York Jets uh, fan base was always talking about free Mims, get this guy on the field, all of that stuff. And at one point, the Jets coaching staff came out and pretty much told us, listen, the reason why he's not playing is because he doesn't understand what he needs to do when he gets out there on the field. He doesn't understand the playbook. He doesn't understand the routes. He doesn't know what he's supposed to do. And until he learns everything that we need him to learn and where he needs to go and where he needs to be when he gets on the field, we're not putting him out there and we're not playing him. And they kept true to that word. (laughs) Trust, they did. Even when the New York Jets were decimated with injuries, we saw guys like Tariq Black be signed off the street and come off of the street, play in a game, get more targets, receptions, and yards than Denzel Mims. Even when the Jets were hurting, nothing. So, of course, as we know, again, that led to an offseason of frustration and him wanting to compete for the number one wide receiver role, which I didn't think he was going to beat any of those guys out, especially a guy like Corey Davis, who he himself dealt with injuries. But still, Denzel Mims, I didn't think, could be able to beat him out, and he didn't. Um, and that frustration really led to him requesting a trade eventually. Even his agent came out and talked about things publicly, even though the Jets told him they wouldn't cut him and all that other stuff, he still wanted out of here, right? So even if we looked at last season, there wasn't much from Mims as well. 
Um, often we saw him deactivated. He'd be a healthy, stra- healthy scratcher. He just wouldn't play. So we've moved on from Denzel Mims, sent him to the Lions. Again, I wish Denzel Mims nothing but the best. I think Denzel Mims has what it takes to make it in the NFL. Physically, he's, I mean, he's got it all, right? I mean, he can, he can move. He can run. Like, he, he's a guy that has great range, great catcher radius. Like, it's unbelievable. But it's the upstairs stuff that he doesn't get. So if he can't land that, you know, a lot of football is mem- mental. A lot of people uh, forget that. Uh, so he couldn't just couldn't crack here with us, but hopefully he goes, you know, to the Lions and able to do some things there. I know the Lions have, you know, a receiving core they're trying to put together, and he could be a vital part over there. They got a good quarterback. They got, you know, solid offensive coordinator. And I wish Denzel nothing but the best. I'm not here to bash him at all. Um, solid player for us, and I hope he goes over there and succeeds, you know. I hope he plays well except when he's playing against the Jets. That's the only thing. That's the, that's the only thing I, you know, you can do great over there. Just don't play great against the Jets. And of course, you know, I talked to a lot of people surrounding that time as well when Denzel was traded and immediately you start talking about that 2020 draft, man, that 2020 draft is rough, right? Becton, we'll be talking about him in a second. Uh, we'll be talking about him throughout the show. Of course, you know, we'll see what we get out of him. He's still trying to work his way back into, you know, getting going with the New York Jets here. And, and, you know, establishing himself again as a left tackle. But you look at, you know, Becton in the first round, Mims. You got Ashton Davis, a guy that I don't know what the heck is going on with Ashton Davis, but he hasn't been very good. You know, Zuniga, P. Ryan, Morgan, Clark, you know, even Bryce Hall, like Braden Man. A lot of these guys aren't here anymore. And, look, I get it. All right, I get it. The 2020 draft class, not the best, right? But – uh there was a lot of things moving and shaking around that time, especially, you know, the thing that was flying around that had us wearing masks and using hand sanitizer. Pay attention. This was YouTube. All right. I got to be safe. <laughs> so that was moving and shaking around. And I think that really affected our scouting. Also um, having uh, um, Adam Gaze as our head coach as well. Um, you know, Joe Douglas was drafting for him too. And again, I'm not absolving Joe Douglas from that draft, but there's been a lot of things we've done since then but that draft wasn't the best. So, again, we've sent uh, Denzel Mims to the Lions. Now, now we got to talk about Aaron Rodgers and this contract. Listen, Aaron Rodgers and the New York Jets signed a new deal, okay? They signed a new deal. Aaron Rodgers has signed a two-year, $75 million deal that is fully guaranteed, okay? Keep in mind, he was due close to $110 million, all right? on the previous contract, but took a $35 million pay cut for the New York Jets. Whoa! Man, are you serious? (laughs) This is crazy. This is crazy. This is insane. Think about this. We are at a point right now we're a first ballot Hall of Famer, okay, Aaron Rodgers, first ballot Hall of Famer. This guy's unbelievable, all right? He's won Super Bowls. He's been, a, what is he, a four-time MVP. He's done it all in this league, all right? Not only did he look at the situation here with the New York Jets, right, and say, hey, I want to be a Jet. That's where I want to go. This is what I want to do. This is where I want to play. Let's make it happen. Not only did he say that, not only did it happen, Not only did he come in and show you, hey, yeah, I'm ready to go, he took a pay cut, a $35 million pay cut 
for the New York Jets to continue to be able to build around him and get other players in the door. Wow. Wow. That tells you about the state of the New York Jets and the true culture change that has happened here. And I credit that to Joe Douglas and Robert Sulla. Without this true culture change, without just true, this true difference maker of a general manager and a head coach, Aaron Rodgers doesn't do that. Heck, I don't even think we end up with Aaron Rodgers if a guy like Mike McCagney is still here. My God, right? Things are different around here. Things are very, very different, okay? And I remember a lot of people having a lot of questions about Aaron Rodgers, especially through the process of the New York Jets acquiring him, right? There's a lot of questions about Aaron Rodgers' commitment to the New York Jets. Oh, well, he's just going to go there and be a one-and-done. They're the Jets. He's not being serious. He's just going there just to go there. Oh, he's just going to go there and screw them over. He's a selfish guy. Anybody remember that stuff? Oh, yeah, Aaron Rodgers, he's a selfish guy. He's not a team guy, all that stuff. He has absolutely squashed all of those negative narratives about him. Okay? Giving back $35 million tells you how committed he is to the New York Jets. It shows you how committed he is to the New York Jets. He's not just talking that talk. He's walking that walk. He's helping the New York Jets put him and themselves in the best position to push forward to succeed. That's what he's doing here. That's what he's doing. Insane. He's not a team guy. He just gave back $35 million. He just showed you. Signed a two-year deal, $75 million fully guaranteed. I'll give you back $35. I want to make sure we continue to build the team Find the fact all the things that we see him doing, coaching guys, helping guys out, talking to guys. There's all, again, we hear the reports of him talking to guys throughout the facility, all that stuff, right? But he's not a team guy, all that. Come on. Come on. He squashed all of that. All of those nonsensical narratives are gone. Gone. I love it. Aaron Rodgers. Gave the Jets back $35 million. That shows that the Jets are in a different place. We are in a different place, and this is a different time here. Also, to continue on, because I can go on about that for a 1,000 years, all right? Also, we have Dalvin Cook <laughs> scheduled to visit the New York Jets. Scheduled to visit the New York Jets. Of course, you know, Sulla spoke about it as well when asked. Sola talked about how, you know, he's going to come in. He's going to have a physical on that shoulder. He's had, you know, some medical stuff done on that shoulder. He talked about the interest in Cook as well. Um, But he also said that the interest in Cook isn't a big indication of how they feel about Brees Hall as far as how they're concerned about him being able to get out there this year and play. Do I believe that? Uh, Not really, right? I think that the New York Jets are going to be very cautious with Brees Hall, as they should be. I'm not bashing the Jets whatsoever. I am on record saying that Brees Hall should not see the football field until he is 100%, 100% ready to go. I do not want to see him touch a blade of grass on an official NFL game. I don't want to see it. I don't want to see him touch a blade of grass. I don't want to see him in a patch to get ready to play a game until he is fully ready to go. 
And I believe the New York Jets showing interest in Cook. Again, he's coming in to visit. I believe the New York Jets are going to, you know, kind of slow roll this situation. Now, to this point, to this point, again, we're live, okay? We're live on Friday. To this point, Dalvin has not been signed yet. But, again, he will be meeting with the Jets. He was on uh, Good Morning Football today as well. and He talked about his interest in the Jets, and he was asked, flat out, you know, hey, why the Jets? Why, 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 does, why does the Jets interest you so much? And he said, A-Rod, Aaron Rodgers. He talked about the impact that Aaron Rodgers has, how much he likes him, all these different things, the things he believes that he can do there. They also asked him, hey, you know, what, what is the, uh, the likelihood that the Jets, if the numbers are looking right, what's the likelihood of you signing there? They're pretty high, okay? <laughs> They're pretty high, all right? I like that. I like that a lot. I like that a lot, all right? Now, listen, the impact of Dalvin Cook, as we all know, this guy's phenomenal, okay? He's had over 1,000 yards the last, I think, like four years. He's been in the Pro Bowl, uh, you know, the last four years as well. He's, he, he can do it all, come out the backfield, catch the football. He can run. He's still fast, all this stuff, right? And the kind of playmaking ability that he brings to the offense will be welcomed, all right? So we'll see what happens going forward. Again, Aaron Rodgers did give back 35 mil. So <laughs> the Jets definitely have some cash that they can spend, right? But it just really depends on the numbers, okay? Now keep in mind the Patriots, I believe there's, you know, uh, Reports circling that, that they're, they're interested in him as well. Uh, there's been a lot of talks about him possibly joining the Dolphins. Okay, we all know how I feel about the Dolphins. Right? Yeah, I can't, I can't stand that team. All right, can't stand that team. Okay. <laughs> I can't stand that team. All right. I don't like the Patriots either, of course, but I, I don't like the Dolphins at all. All right. Um, but you know, we'll see what happens going forward with Dalvin cook. Again, we got some guys here as well that are playmakers in their own right. That I believe that even if we don't land Dalvin cook, Michael Carter, still a monster. Michael Carter has been talking during, during camp as well. He is ready for the season. He talked about being a little bit, you know, too emotional, especially last season, but it's because he loves football. It's because he loves football. Okay. He talked about that. He talked about controlling his emotions. You know, this season, not getting too high, not getting too low. Deshaun, I see you in the building. Salute to GVH. We'll get to everybody. Let me just get through this real quick. Okay. Listen, I think Michael Carter is due for a big season as well. Um, so if you don't get Dalvin Cook, Dal- uh, you know, Michael Carter, Bam Knight, Izzy Anabenakanda, I'm okay with our, with, our, uh, with our running back situation. Okay. I'd be okay even without Dalvin Cook. But, of course, I absolutely welcome Dalvin Cook here, and we'll see what happens going forward. And if he gets signed again, we're live. So I don't know if he's been signed or not yet, okay? Um, But hopefully, you know, the Jets get it done, all right? Now, the final thing we're going to discuss really quickly, okay, and we'll get to the callers again, 515-602-9639, is the number. Call in. We're taking all callers, Okay. Hold on, just wait on the line. Be patient. It's the last thing we're going to talk about here because I gotta, I gotta get to this boy, Sean Payton. 
comes out of left field and starts talking crazy. Whoa! <laughs> Bruh, that man came out of nowhere and just started talking wild about the New York Jets and Nathaniel Hackett. I want to read you guys these direct quotes, okay? This is direct quotes. Sean Payton sat down with Jared Bell during a recent interview and absolutely just let loose on the Jets. These are the direct quotes, okay? It doesn't happen often where an NFL team or organization gets embarrassed. This is what Sean Payton said. And that happened here. He's talking about what happened with the Denver Broncos, Nathaniel Hackett, right now to this point. Because as we know, Sean Payton is currently the head coach of the Denver Broncos, his first season with the Broncos. He, said, he says, and that happened here. Part of it was their own fault. Relative to spending so much, he cursed, darn, money, darn time, trying to win the offseason, the PR, the pomp, the circumstance, marching people around and all that stuff. He continued on, we're not doing any of that. The Jets did that this year. Ooh. <laughs> There's some hating right here. The Jets did that this year. You watch. Hard knocks. All of it. I see it coming. Remember when former owner, you know, Daniel Snyder, put that dream team together? I was at the Giants in 2000. I, re- I was a young coach. I thought, how are we going to compete with them? Deion Sanders is there now. That team won eight games or whatever. So just listen. Put the work in. Wow. Wow. We talking hating, y'all. We talking straight hating, bro. Sean Payton, I can't believe you, bro. You going to sit right there and just be a straight hater. But he didn't stop there, okay? He didn't stop there. He continued on and had more to say about Hackett and his job that he did with the Broncos. He said, oh, man, there's so much dirt around that. There's 20 dirty hands for what was allowed, tolerated in the freaking training rooms, the meeting rooms, the offense. I don't know, Hackett. A lot of people had dirt on their hands. It wasn't just Russell. He didn't just flip. He still has it. This is BS that he hit, the, that he hit a wall, couldn't get a play in. They were 29th in the league in pre-snap penalties on both sides of the ball. That was a message. They can only beat the crap out of you so much, but everybody's got a little stink on their hands. It's not just Russell. He's talking about Russell Wilson. It's not just Russell. It was a poor offensive line. It might have been one of the worst coaching jobs in the history of the NFL. That's how bad it was. All right. Now, of course, you know, after hearing those comments, I said to myself, I was like, wow. First off, his shots, right, at Nathaniel Hackett, okay, that's his opinion, right? And, again, there's been players that were on that team that were around with Coach Bradley Chubb being one of them, saying that he didn't agree with what Sean Payton had to say about Coach Hackett, that he didn't agree with it, and he felt like Coach Hackett was a good coach. And we all know, hey, look, sometimes guys go places, they become head coaches, and things just don't work out, 
right? They just don't work out for whatever reason. But I look at that and say, okay, well, that's Sean Payton's personal opinion. All right, cool. But then the hate on the New York Jets, to me, is mind-boggling, right? You're saying the you, – you, you, you sit back and start to bash the Jets, talking about hard knocks and how the Jets are doing this PR campaign and we're trying to do it all. And Whoa, 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 brother. What are you talking about? The New York Jets are not trying to upstage anybody here. You're mad because now players want to come play for us? They want to put that green and white jersey on because Aaron Rodgers is here? Were you mad when that was happening in Tampa Bay? I don't think you were. You were pretty silent. When Tom Brady was in Tampa Bay and everybody was gearing up to come there, every player in the damn league wanted to go play with Tom Brady and win a ring there in Tampa. Nobody said nothing. Nothing. But now the Jets do it and you hating? That's crazy. That's crazy. You're a high-key hater. You are a high-key hater. And then you go off and talking about PR and hard knocks. Bro, what are you talking about? The Jets tried to turn down hard knocks multiple times. Bro, what are you What? Saying? Bro, what are you talking about, man? What are you saying, bro? What are you saying? The Jets literally went to the NFL publicly and privately and try to turn down hard knocks. They did that multiple times. Robert Sella sat with the media in a press conference and literally said, yes, there are teams around the league that would love hard knocks and love to be connected to hard knocks and love to be on hard knocks. But we are not one of them. He literally said that. Not only did he say that, there were players on the New York Jets that did not want to be on hard knocks, Justin Hardy being one of them. Justin Hardy came out, talked about how much of a distraction it was or it could become. What about Aaron Rodgers himself literally saying they literally shoved hard knocks down our throats. There's nothing we can do about it. But you're coming out bashing the New York Jets because they're on hard knocks and everybody's psyched about the season they can have because of the talent assembled. You're flush, Sean. Mind-blowing. Never mind the fact we'll see you week four, brother. We will see you week four. You're on the schedule. I just want to let you know that. Just in case anybody forgot, we will be playing the Broncos this year. That is bulletin board material, bro. You are a hater. You are a hater. You ain't the first hater either. And, of course, Robert Sella, he responded to it too. You know, of course, he's going to be told about it. And Sella's response simply, okay, simply put was, if you ain't got no haters, you ain't popping. Woo! So hate away. So hate away. If you ain't got no haters, you ain't popping. So hate away. He continues to talk about guys getting focused, getting ready for the upcoming season. He's not worried about it. He's not bothered about your comments at all because they already know what time it is. He talked about crows. You know, people are crows are around, biting, but we just going to keep flying high and doing our thing. You know what I'm saying? Mind-blowing that you would come out your face and hate like that, especially due to the fact it's your first year with the Broncos. Be worried about them. 
Don't be worried about the Jets. What you worried about us for? Why are you still talking about Hackett for? He's not even coaching there. You are. Worry about your squad. Worry about, you know, getting Russell Wilson to where he needs to be. Don't worry about us, bro. Hating on the Jets. Mad because we on hard knocks. Mad because everybody's excited about us. What you mad for? That's some hating, man. That's some hating. Sean Payton, that's crazy. You stink, bro. Oh, brother, this guy stinks! He stinks, man. So I have to let loose. Of course, Sean Payton did try to walk back his comments as well about the Jets. Tried to walk it back. Oh, I'm just excited, you know, about being here. And I shouldn't have said that. I should have kept it to myself. Blah, 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 Sean. You said it. You knew what you did, and you knew what you were doing. Sean Payton been in the league for a long time. We're going to get to it. Listen, we got to get to the callers. I've been going on. 515-602-9639. 515-602-9639 is the number. Call in. Please give the stream a thumbs up. Share it across your social media with your friends and your family. We're going to be talking about Jets training camp as well today. Garrett Wilson and Aaron Rodgers have been looking unbelievable. What a connection. You going to hate on that too, Sean Payton? You want to hate on Aaron Rodgers and uh, Garrett Wilson's connection? You don't like that, brother? 515-602-9639. is the number. Call in. We're talking Jets again. When you call in, please be patient. We will get to everybody. Okay, trust. I didn't want to go on for forever because this is a show about talking to fellow Jets fans and the people. All right? Salute to everybody in the chat. Jack Kenna. Strickland, I see you in the building. Bree, everybody. GVH, Tim's Collectibles, Jets Mess Mess, Deshaun Lattimore, salute. Listen, if y'all got questions, put them in the chat. I will come to y'all. But keep in mind, I'm one man, okay? We got callers. But trust, I will get to your question. Believe me. All right? Also, subscribe if you haven't subscribed. Hit that notification bell so when I post content, you folks will be in the know. If you want to give to the platform, Super Chat is up there. If you don't want to use the Super Chat, you want to go through Cash App. Cash App is at the bottom of the screen, all right? Also, my new callers calling in tonight, listen, there's no cursing on my show, okay? Don't curse on my show. It's a family show, all right? Don't curse on my show. I'll get you out of here fast. I'm talking fast, okay? Faster than Sean Payton can hate. Hey. Damn, how you hating that fast? that damn fast damn we're about to get to the callers 515-602-9639 call in (laughs) first call i'm going to we're getting to tim tim i'm coming directly to you steve new callers will come to you in a second (laughs) hey jim salutes i want to thank you for coming on before we let tim talk (laughs) for those of you that do not know tim He's a sad. <laughs> Tim, salute, man. Listen, there's a lot of things moving and shaking right now with the New York Jets. Uh, you know, we got people hating. We got Dalvin Cook on the way. 
Listen, give me your thoughts before we, we get into some different stuff. Give me your thoughts about Aaron Rodgers signing this two-year, $75 million deal and taking a $35 million play cut, pay cut. What are your thoughts on it? Uh, he's, I mean, he's the GOAT. What can I say? He's the GOAT. I mean, for him to do that, I mean, all that says is that he's 100% uh, you know, uh, committed to this team, and he really does believe. He, he has the belief in this team. And, mm-hmm. and quite frankly, Joe, Joe, just the, just being able to see someone like Aaron Rodgers come into our facility, spend a few weeks in there, get to know our players, get to know the coach, get to know the kind of, you know, the culture in general. And for him to, after just a, such a short amount of time, come out and make that kind of commitment, I mean, man, does that make me excited? Because if, he, because if he's seeing something and he's willing to take that much money off the table, mm-hmm. whoo, we must be in for yeah. something this year. I cannot wait, man. Yeah, I'm, I'm right there with you. I don't know if you got like a headset or something, but if you could come a little bit closer to your phone, there's some crunches too if you could uh, put that away. But here's the deal is that what you're saying is absolute facts, right? You got a guy, and I remember there was a lot of nonsensical narratives moving and shaking about him when we were trying to acquire him. There was a lot of talk about him being a selfish guy. There was a lot of questions about his commitment to the New York Jets, a lot of people saying that he was just going to, you know, kind of one and done us and use us and all those things. And we have seen the complete opposite since he's gotten here. Of course, he's spoken about that one-and-done before he actually signed the contract, and he kind of alluded to the fact that this was not going to be a one-and-done, and clearly that it's, it's, it's not, especially after this contract, two years, $75 million. But the fact that he's willing to give $35 million back, that's $35 million, bro. I have a problem, you know, losing $3.50. This man gave away $35 million. <laughs> To the New York, listen, Tim, it's tough over here, okay? I don't know where my next peanut butter and jelly sandwich is coming from. Three dollars oh, I'm, I'm with this, you, man. I'm with it. Man, inflation, there's a lot of things going on out here, all right? <laughs> $35 million, okay, $35 million, whoa, right? Like, that's crazy. But that tells you that uh, that tells you about his belief, blueprint, and the vision of Joe Douglas and Robert Sella that also tells you that he is fully committed to making sure that the New York Jets continue to build around him and they're good for the future. That's what that tells you, mm-hmm. that Aaron Rodgers is here to win. And, he, again, we've heard him talk about that, right, talk about wanting to put that Lombardi on, the tro- uh, on you know, another Lombardi trophy in the case. But he put, you know, action to it. He's not just talking the talk. He's walking the walk as well, saying, listen, keep that 35 go get me some more guys, right? Go get me some more guys to come in here and handle business. I want to get your thoughts on that. What are your thoughts on him completely shredding all of that crazy, all those crazy negative narratives that were following him, surrounding him as he, we were trying to acquire him? Can you talk about how he's changed the outlook on, on himself, you know, coming here? Yes, yeah, sure. I mean, I'll use myself and as an example. I um, Going back, let's say – before his back-to-back MVP years, like probably going back like seven, eight years ago, I was not a fan of him. And I don't know if it was the way that the media was portraying him, because I do recall that at the time I, I didn't know much about him. I felt like for whatever reason, I didn't know who he was. I only saw who he was on the football field. 
I only saw him mm-hmm. you know, sucking te- sucking team after team into penalties with his with his wily uh, quarterback counts and just you know his his football IQ in general, and that was frustrating as as an opponent, and it kind of made you frustrated with him, and uh, I just had a certain I had a certain view of him, and over the past mm-hmm. couple of years w- where he's He's went through obviously a lot in his personal life. He's he's done a lot of self reflection, and I'm not I don't I can't speak obviously for him, but I feel like that's done a lot for him. I mean he he seems afterwards to have come out and and ever since ever since I feel like and I don't know if this is something that is okay to talk about, but ever since COVID came out and his stance on the we'll, vaccination, we'll the cough, yeah, the cough that the stuff that was circulating, yeah, go ahead. The uh, oh, situation yeah, yeah, yeah. that was the, circulating, got to be safe. Yeah, be the safe. sweet and sour sniffles that were going around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, there you go. The sweet and sour sniffles that were going around and his stance on that, I think, rubbed a lot of left-leaning people the wrong way. Um, and I think we know that the NFL is predominantly left-leaning. And so, you know, when you're fighting against the juggernaut like he did, you're bound to get some negative uh press and I just I can't believe how how relaxed and collected he was throughout this entire process you never saw him Mm -hmm. get emotional about anything every literally every word he said in the media was just so perfect um in terms of like what you know someone like me wanted to hear in terms of him being open and 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 putting that narrative of of the angst in Green Bay finally behind him, getting in here, I, I just couldn't be happier with him as a leader of this team. I think that he mm-hmm. has. Fi- I think I think it was tough for him during this process to make this decision. Obviously, to leave Green Bay, all of the history there, going into the unknown. But I think now that he's gotten over that hump, which is a big psychological hump to get over when you're at a team for 17 seasons. Um, mm-hmm. I think he's real. I think he's realizing now that the grass could be greener on the, on the other side. Yeah. You know, it could definitely yeah. be greener, and it sort yeah. of reinvigorated him as a player and as a person. And I think to a lot of people's narratives about we're going to see Aaron Rodgers, you know, PO'd. Um, you know, not not like PO'd like personally, but just like you know, he has that chip on his shoulder now where he's going to come in and say. I'm comfortable. I'm in the best shape of my life. I have an organization around me that is doing everything for me. I have an amazing up-and-coming roster to, to, to work with. I have, solid, mm-hmm. uh, I have solid talent behind me at the, at the quarterback position to, to, to help uh, grow. And, and you know, I, I just think that he's, he's reached an epiphany of sorts and, and maybe have, has reached – I think if he can come in here and, and obviously succeed, and, and what I mean by that is win a championship for New York, I mean, yeah. I think he's yeah. just going to be maybe one of the top five players of all time. I mean, yeah. and Listen, that says a lot. If he wins a Super Bowl, Tim, if, he can, if, if we win a Super Bowl with Aaron Rodgers, he will be a hero here, okay? He will be a legend, and he will be worshipped. That's a fact. You win here in New mm-hmm. York, that will never be forgotten especially with the New York Jets, you'll never be forgotten. That man will literally own the city. No lies. 
Oh yeah, no lie. Oh yeah. If Aaron Rodgers, if Aaron Rodgers comes here and gets the big W and brings a championship back here, a Super Bowl here, <laughs> sky's the limit. Sky's the limit. Okay. I don't want to get ahead of myself. Joe, Joe, can I, can I, yeah. can I ask you the same Go question ahead. about Aaron, about Aaron Rodgers? Like, did you ever feel a certain way about him, and has has your feelings changed about him over the past few years? To be tr- yeah, that's what, that's. Uh, thank you for asking me this. To be completely honest, everyone knows. Well, everyone personally, you know that I know. All of my friends know. I love Aaron Rodgers, absolutely. I loved him when he was a cow. Uh, everybody knows I'm a West Coast guy. I grew up here. Aaron Rodgers, unbelievable. Um, I was surprised when he. I remember in the draft, I was surprised that he slid down so far. To be completely honest, but I remember that like it was yesterday. And I remember him talk, not being happy with the Niners for not taking him and all that stuff. And I thought even, everything he's done in the league, everything he's been through, I, I watch it from afar, of course, because I'm a big Jets fan. But he is that guy to me. Like, And I've said that a thousand times. He's that guy to me. I know people talk about Tom Brady and Joe Montana and all, you know, great quarterbacks. But Aaron Rodgers to me was always like that guy. And, again, I'm not here to argue, you know, who's the greatest quarterback ever of all time, nothing. But Aaron Rodgers, to me, the release, the, the power, the ability that he can throw with, the scrambling ability, the mental stuff, he was just always amazing to me on the field. Now, the off-the-field stuff, I don't get involved in, like, you know, personal stuff and, you know, what players do. But as far as what he was doing on the field, I've always admired him from afar as far as a quarterback standpoint. And I thought he was always amazing. So, I Nothing really yeah. changed for me. I, was, I, I didn't think we were going to get him, to be completely honest. I thought Derek Carr was just a more realistic guy. But then to see it happen was just unbelievable to me. Unbelievable. So wow, that's, 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 man, how that's fantastic. That's fantastic for you, yeah. man, to, to, because you yeah. were a big fan before. You know what I mean? So I could only imagine how exciting that would be for you. Man, it was, it's, awesome. I, I've always loved Aaron Rodgers, always. Now, my next question for you, man. <laughs> Dalvin Cook coming to visit, man. What are your thoughts on that? Do you think the New York Jets get a deal done with him? I think they do. I think they do. Um, I think he has treaded, you know, tread water in the free agency market long mm-hmm. enough. I think, I think he's seeing the recent um, deluge of media regarding the the decline of the running back uh, value. Um, yep. Yep. He's towards the end of his career. Uh, the Jets offer a very deep running back room, so he has room to rest if he needs to. Um, mm-hmm. And I also, I also think that his time spent over the last few weeks in the free agency market has really – and I'm, well, I guess this is what I'm hoping. I think a logical person mm-hmm. may reach this conclusion that you're asking for maybe too much money, you come in here, we'll make you a deal that's maybe close to what you want, maybe not hitting it out of the park, but you have a chance at a championship. So, yeah, I do think that we mm-hmm. get him, uh, you know, and I think we just kind of stash him. I don't, I don't know how much, how much they plan on using him, but I think if they can mm-hmm. get him, I think why not? Why not? Yeah. 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 I mean, hopefully we do. You know, my final question, Tim, before I let you go, you've been bringing the heat. I see callers will get to you guys in a second, 614-914-STEVE. New callers as well will get to you in a second. My final question before I let you go, Tim, Sean Payton's talking crazy, man. (laughs) Sean Payton was talking crazy. Of course, he's, you know, apologized and tried to walk it back, but he talked 
crazy about Hackett, you know, and the job he did there with the Broncos. Also talked about the New York Jets and all the fanfare and building the dream team and doing too much. What are your thoughts about Sean Payton's comments? And also, what are your thoughts just about the hate that we've seen be just on the rise for the New York Jets recently since acquiring Aaron Rodgers and all the positive mojo we got going? Jealousy, man. One word. Simple as that. They're jealous. Mm. Um, Sean Payton probably got to Denver. You know, they probably wined and dined him on the interview, brought him in, you know, Mm -hmm. showed him all the nicest places in Denver, all the nicest hotels, showed him their state-of-the-art facilities. And then when he showed up to training camp first day, he realized uh, he's got some issues. And I think what the problem (laughs) is there is that he's trying to deflect. I think he's trying to deflect the issues. I think he's trying to deflect Mm. away from – from Russell Wilson, uh, it, it's all it's all a chess game, Joe. You know what I mean? Like, if he's having issues at his own organization, he's naturally going to deflect mm-hmm. and create some kind of PR to, to, to look in some other direction. And in this case, he's using the Jets, which are sort of low-hanging fruit at this point because they're just the number one team in the media right now. Um, yeah. And he's just choosing he, – I think he just literally is choosing them – to throw some shade on the issues that they had last year and try to, try to, uh, you know, he's basically trying to outsource all of their issues or a lot of their issues to Nathaniel. Mm. Now it's totally, it's totally possible that that's true. In my eyes, it's totally possible that that's true because the way that I think about it is that Nathaniel Hackett prior to Denver was with a quarterback who ran an offense. He didn't have to do much. He didn't have any head coaching mm-hmm. responsibilities. I, I find mm-hmm. that Nathaniel Hackett's main role at the Jets facility is to keep Aaron Rodgers happy and be his friend. I don't think that he's going to be doing a whole lot of anything else. And, uh, and I think when he went into the head coaching job at Denver, he was just over his head. Um, but he's back where he needs to be. And he's in mm-hmm. his, in the position uh, that played to his strengths. He's with his old mm-hmm. quarterback. I, I don't anticipate any of those issues that he had in Denver in in New York. Um, mm-hmm. And the and the fact that Sean Payton is just going to call somebody out by name, you know, how unprofessional. <laughs> I mean, I, I just think about being a professional. Forget football for a minute. You know these guys yeah. they, they should be con- they should be considered some of the highest level prof- professionals you know a, a head coach of a yeah. of a team is equal to you know a CEO of a of a middle market company you know that's doing you know yeah. a couple hundred million a year uh, you know it's mm-hmm. it's crazy so you have to be way more professional you can't be calling people out by name like that and you have to recognize too Nathaniel Hackett is a person who needs a job, who's a professional, who came and got an opportunity at New York, probably to continue supporting his family and doing what he has to do. And then you're just going to call him out like that. I mean, I just think it's, I I was never a fan of Sean Payton. Uh, I think he's Mm -hmm. kind of, um, I think he's kind of, uh, let me, how do I put this? Um, Kind of a bully. If, I guess okay. is, is the fairest way I could say that without with being PG. Mm-hmm. I've always okay. kind of felt that way. I think he's sort of overly aggressive, um, maybe because of his 
the way he grew up as a coach in that old school kind of, you know, grab the guy by the face mask, make him bleed, you know, break his fingers kind of mentality, Mm -hmm. you know, going back to Downey Gate in New Orleans and everything else. Uh, So, so, you know, I, I just think he's speaking out of turn, and I think that karma is a real thing, and I think we'll mm-hmm. see him this season. Yeah, and we'll see oh, we'll see him. Oh, we will yeah. see him week four. Listen, Tim, I want to thank you for calling in. You have yourself a good night, my friend. Next time I have a show, I want to hear from you, all right? Good speaking to you, Joe. You have a great night, man. Go Jets. All right. You have a good one. Listen, there's a lot of talk surrounding, all right? And I hear it. I know Tim was talking about – uh. Nathaniel Hackett, listen, there's a lot of guys that go different places uh, that are great coordinators but not great head coaches, right? Look at Todd Bowles, great example. Todd Bowles, terrible head coach here with the New York Jets, terrible. Went to Tampa Bay, right, went back to be a defensive coordinator. And let me tell you something. Anybody over there will tell you they attribute him, you know, they, they talk about his role in winning that Super Bowl there because Todd Bowles put together a defense that made Patrick Mahomes look human <laughs> he put together a game plan they made Patrick Mahomes look human over there and uh you know now he's back as, as a head coach in this league so there's just you know some guys go places things don't work out like I said in the past I think that Nathaniel Hackett is more than just Aaron Rodgers friends this guy's a, a great offensive mind we saw him with the Jags and he made Blake Bortles look competent which is crazy because Blake Bortles is trash. And he's always had a great running game. Leonard Fournette, he made him look amazing. I mean, Leonard Fournette's a great talent, but everybody in the building knew that Leonard Fournette was going to get the ball, and he was still able to put game plans together when Leonard Fournette was out there doing his thing. And Leonard Fournette is a phenomenal athlete and a great running back in his own right, right? But that's just my take on it. Now, GVH in the chat salutes. We're going to get to the calls in just a second. 515-602-9639. Is the number call in? We're taking all callers. Be patient when you call in. The lines are hot. GVH in the chat salutes to him. Savage says, "When you get a moment between calls, Joe, which running back would you feel most comfortable letting go if Cook is signed? Carter, Bam, or your full or our fullback? Can't keep them all. Also, what about those, uh, you know, those situations with Cook? You know, those situations with Cook, I don't know too much about. Um, you know, those things will, you know, work themselves out. But again, a lot of guys also move past things. We've seen." You know, guys in the league go through stuff, and they're able to, you know, rehabilitate themselves and move past those things. Um, but if you look at the situations, right, with uh, with our running back situation, I think we'll probably – if Cook does come into the building, I think we probably keep, uh, you know, maybe four backs. I, a lot of people talking five. I don't know. Um, but I'm thinking probably Bam Knight will be the guy out, out of the door, to be completely honest. Um, I think Carter is still going to be here. I think Izzy is going to be here. Then you got Brees, and then you got Dalvin Cook. So I think the Jets will keep four, me personally. That's what I think, all right? But we're going to be talking about that tonight. Again, 515-602-9639. 515-602-9639 is the number. Call in. We're taking all callers. Next, I'm going to go to my guy, Atlanta. Atlanta, we're coming directly to you, 404. We're coming. Jake, Max, Steve, again, hold on. We're getting to everybody. The lines are hot. Salutes to you, my guy in Atlanta. It's always good to speak to you. For those of you that do not know, this man in Atlanta is a savage. Salutes, man. Give me your thoughts. Aaron Rodgers, two-year deal, $75 million, gave $35 million back, man. Are you surprised that he took a $35 million pay cut? 
Hey, hey, salute the same to you, Joe. Uh, thanks for bringing me on. Always appreciate it. Always good to talk to you. Brother A-Rod, brother A-Rod, <laughs> team player, give back all this money. Now, let me let me do the, the selfish thing first and say, I drafted a lot of a certain Jets running back over the offseason mm-hmm. for some of these best mm-hmm. ball drafts. And if they sign Dalvin, that probably loses me a lot of money. So selfishly, I did not want A Rod to give us this money and allow us to sign other players. But I take one for the team on this one and say, "You said A Rod. You said A Rod ain't hurt to give back thirty-five million, but he's about to hurt my pocket." You know what I mean? You know these are early season best ball entries, man. You, you're trying to find any edge you can, and you know that that backfield was looking juicy. Now all of a sudden we got a Jets backfield that may be loaded, and basically whoever can't play special teams, uh, yeah, you might be out the door, man. Because if, if they bring in Dalvin, my God, that backfield is loaded. But but this is who mm-hmm. Rod is, man. He's made a lot of money over his football career, advertisements, and everything else. So he, like we talked about a couple of weeks ago, getting this second ring and hitting that upper tier of these all-time greats, that's that's his focus, man. So if that means yeah. he has the money on fire to improve the team, he's going to do that. So salute to A-Rod mm-hmm. for that. And what's A-Rod going to spend it on anyway, man? You know what I mean? Hanging out in the cabin, little shrooms or something like that. But it's not like A-Rod is going to be some <laughs> – he's not going to be the guy who buys 50 mansions and 20 cars. Like, that's not A-Rod. So yeah. what's he going to do with the money anyway, bro? So, yeah, salute to A-Rod, man. Mm-hmm. Being a team guy. Yeah. Listen, and you talked a little bit about Dalvin Cook. I want to go there next with you. Dalvin Cook visiting New York Jets. A lot of it depends on who you listen to, right? Some people are reporting he's gonna do it. He's visiting with the Jets tonight. Some people are reporting he's visiting with the Jets this weekend, whatever, right? But we know he's visiting with the Jets. He's gonna sit down with them. Sellers talking about him doing a physical, checking out that shoulder. And it sounds like if the numbers are right, he's gonna sign here. What are your thoughts about this visit and do you think the Jets end up signing him? Uh, if, if the Jets want them, they're going to have them because we know what happened to running backs this year as far as money. And with all of this money that just opened up, I, I just don't see any of those other teams having a competitive offer when it comes to the Jets, mm-hmm. I think, can do a little more. So I think this is just about if they want them. Because I, 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 mm-hmm. there's no other reason uh, not to do it because with that cap space that you – this is like finding $50 in, in, in your jeans when you're doing laundry, right? Like, you didn't expect all of that. So, if they want Dalvin, I think they get Dalvin. Yeah, yeah. Now, my next question for you, man. If Dalvin does sign here, who do you think is gone? Who do you think is the odd man out in the running back situation? Mm, I, I, I guess I guess it would be between Israel and Michael Carter. And I know Israel, you know, being a recent draft pick, doesn't make a lot of sense for 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 him to be the one yeah. high man out, but it man, it is hard to make. What about Bam? Days. Yeah, what I guess Bam? Bam is probably more likely. Yeah, Bam. Mm-hmm. He's not he's not signed for multiple years, right? He's on one year deal. Yeah, no, I don't. His contract isn't isn't big at all. So, yeah. I, me personally, I believe that Bam is probably going to be the odd man out to be completely honest. I think he's the guy that probably is going to – and, again, Bam Knight's a great back, right? He's a great back. We saw great flashes uh, from him last season. But when you look at it, 
Izzy, we just drafted him, and he's a guy, man, in training camp, he's had like a 50-yard TD already. Like, they're talking about him quite a bit, making some plays. You know, of course, he's going to come along. So you got a young back he just drafted. Then you got Michael Carter as well, who to me as is the guy that if Brees Hall doesn't end up, you know, starting the season, and even if we don't get Cook, I think he ends up being the starter. So I think Izzy and Brees – or Izzy and, and, uh, and Carter are in the building – and then you got Brees, and then you got Dalvin. So I think that unless mm. they carry five backs, which I don't see them doing, they could, yeah. but I don't see them doing it unless they carry five. I think Bam kind of becomes the odd man out, man. That's my thoughts. Give me your final words on it. No, no, no I think you're right. I, I think you're right. That, that seems like the more likely scenario. Five backs is a lot to carry. So, yeah, that seems yeah. like the more likely thing. But no matter what, you get to bring Brees along slowly and let, and manage, you know, the injury in a better way if we bring in Dalvin in that, you know, and, and have this loaded backfield that is always going to yep. be an advantage because, remember, A-Rod is really good at the line of scrimmage and diagnosing pre-play. And they, mm-hmm. they're just going to get chunks of yardage that Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon were benefiting from the last few years. Oh, can I, can I hit one last thing before we go? Yeah, go ahead. Jets fans, y'all got to back off crazy Sean Payton, man. Y'all got, y'all got to back off Sean Payton. <laughs> there, there, there's, Never. Look, there's, a, there's a method to his madness on this. When you have Uh-oh. so much resources and money and everything else, draft, pick, draft capital and everything else tied into one player whose confidence was shattered, whose image was shattered, you've got to build him back up. So this is Sean Payton and the Russell Wilson reclamation project. That's what all of this is about. This is not about personal and other coaches. This is about him taking the onus off of Russell and making it seem like everybody else around him failed him, and then that way he can try to build Russell back up because they can't trade him, cap number too high. They spent all those draft picks. So he's stuck with Russell, and he's trying to figure out a way to build that dude back up and hope he can be what he was in Seattle. But that's what's going on, man. This is old school Parcells. That's what's going on? <laughs> that's what you think? I think, this, I think this is strictly about Russell Wilson, man. And so he's just okay. firing shots at everybody else. Russell didn't fail. Wow. Everybody else failed him, that kind of thing. <laughs> Here's the deal. Okay, look, and I hear you. And Look, a lot of people talk about that's the method to the madness. I, I, I don't agree with it. Listen, if you're going to do that, you can do that privately. You don't have to do it publicly, right? And here's the deal. Guys that failed, they failed. It is what it is. Get yourself back together and get back out on the field. There's a lot of things going on there. Russell Wilson, according to reports, had his own office. There was a lot of things happening, right? <laughs> like, come on yep. now. You have to blame yourself. Like, you, especially as a head coach, if you're trying to instill in your players accountability, you don't come into the door and blame everybody else. You look at yourself first. You look at the man in the mirror. That's how you get better. And you fix what's going right, on with right. you. So for him, to, for but this man, year one, right, but and you step in the building, you start providing so high, you can't get rid of. mind-blowing. Right, right. Yeah, but think about it. The cap number so high, you can't get rid of this guy. You're stuck with him. You saw defensive players looking upside his head last season with his terrible play. You saw the crowd <laughs> counting down the seconds for the, for the clock because the team was so unorganized. Like, dude, I'm telling you, that man is desperate. He's stuck with Russell, and he's trying to figure out a way to instill some confidence in that dude. And the the way he figures he's going to do it is by this. Because again, of course, all of this could have been said privately. 
There's no reason to say it publicly unless you're letting everybody else in that locker room know he's the guy get behind, line up behind Russell. So, you know, I think this is tragically, but, you know, he's trying, man. This, 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 this. <laughs> well, he can try all he likes. As far as I'm concerned, Sean, you're flushed, man. You're flushed as far as he's concerned. <laughs> Hey, Joe, hey, Joe, hey, Joe, hey, Joe, 2020 Russell Wilson is not walking through that door. The Russell Wilson that's walking through that door is old, in decline, and y'all just going to have to figure out something. But good luck with that, Denver. What did he say last year? Cowboy up or whatever the hell they said. Yeah, good luck with that, buddy. Yeah, uh, something, something. Bronco up. I don't know what the hell he's talking about. Listen. We'll see you week four. Okay, that's what I'm going to be talking about. We'll see you week four. Listen, Atlanta, I got to slide off. I got other calls. I want to thank you for calling in. You have yourself a good one, my friend. You too, my man. All right. Listen. <laughs> you know, I get it. Everyone's talking about it. We're going to be talking about that tonight, 515-602-969. People, a lot of people saying, oh, Sean, he's just trying his best to, you know, but that you didn't have to talk crazy about the Jets to do that. You know, you didn't have to talk crazy about us. You know, deal with your situation over there. Worry about your team, okay? We're going to keep getting to these lines, 515-602-9639, 515-602-9639. Call in. Again, when you call in, please be patient. we got a lot of callers. We will get to everybody, okay? Next, I'm going to go to my guy, Steve. Steve, we're coming directly to you, Mac. Other callers, hold on. We'll get to you next, Mac. But we got to go to Steve. Listen, Steve. Before we let him go, just know, Steve, he's a savage. Steve, salutes. I'm going to thank you for calling in tonight. Listen, this has been a crazy show already, all right? I want to start with you and Dalvin Cook, man. Dalvin Cook is visiting the New York Jets, all right? A lot of talk about him signing here. What are your thoughts about it? Are you a Jets fan that wants to see Dalvin Cook in a Jets jersey? How are you feeling? Hey, Joe. Well, first of all, thank you again for having me on your show tonight. It's always great to have you and listen to you and talk to you about the team. So the thank thing you. is about that, you know, the main reason why, and I guess Dalvin Cook has said this, is because why he intends to play for the Jets is because he wants to play with Aaron Rodgers, you know. Because obviously mm-hmm. him and Aaron Rodgers have known each other for a very, very long time. You know, back in the days when Rodgers played for Green Bay and he played for Minnesota, they always used to play on, on opposite sides. But now they're looking to become teammates for the first time. And let me tell you, I think Dalvin Cook would be a great acquisition for this team. I mean, listen, when you just saw that what Aaron Rodgers just did a couple of days ago – he took a $35 million pay cut, a $35 million pay cut. So that basically is showing that what Aaron is Rodgers is doing, he wants to help the Jets win, win. He wants to help us Facts. win. And the thing is, yep. is that, and, and, and the thing is, Joe, is, is that, you know, listen, everybody is all saying, oh, why is Aaron Rodgers doing this? Why is he doing that? You know why he's doing this? is because he wants to help 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 the Jets win. You know, let me actually mm-hmm. tell people a story about this really quickly before, before, Joe, you get into this talk. Many years ago, when Tom Brady was in our division, 
The Patriots organization always told him, hey, Tom, we want to make you the highest paid player on this team. We want to give you all the money. You know what, Brady? He took a step back and told the organization, you can give me the cheapest contract that I want. Use that money. Let's get some superstars on this team. That's what Brady did. And that was the reason why yeah. why the Patriots at that time were in their dynasty mm-hmm. because of how so mm-hmm. good they were. Because Brady let the organization do what they wanted to do to get players here, and I'll take the cheapest contract. And look at that. Mm-hmm. And, and I remember a lot of people used to hate the Patriots for it. Now everyone's going to start hating on the Jets because of what Aaron Rodgers did. Let me tell you, Aaron Rodgers is doing the Jets a huge favor. And have we ever had luck like this ever happen to us? Absolutely no. not. Because you know why? No. Because we always needed to spend the big money to get big players. Aaron Rodgers just did us a big favor there. Yeah. No, he did. He did. And let me tell you something. Giving $35 million back shows how committed you are to the New York Jets. Right and seeing that, seeing this thing through, and not only that, it shows you how committed you are to being a team guy and building with the team. It just shows you that. Like I said, and I'm gonna keep saying it. He's not just talking to talk. He's walking the walk. He's done it all. Right? Showed up voluntary. Didn't big time us. He could have done that. It's Aaron Rodgers. It's Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> he didn't have to be here for the voluntary stuff. He didn't have to. Nope. Here from day one, voluntary workouts was ready to go. He's on the field coaching guys, off the field coaching guys. We're seeing it through and through, right? So this is just, it's unbelievable that we have a guy of the ilk of Aaron Rodgers stepping up saying, hey, look, I choose you. Not only do I choose you, I'm going to put my money where my mouth is, and I'm going to make sure that we're in a great position. That was a great take from you, Steve, talking about Cook as well. Now listen here. There's also a, a guy named Sean Payton out here, Steve, and he's hating, okay? He's straight up hating. Give me your thoughts about Sean Payton's comments about the Jets and about Nathaniel Hackett. How do you feel about some of the things that he said? You know, I'm going to make this short and sweet, Joe, because I, I, I really, 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 really don't want to talk about this, okay? Here is my thing about mm. this. You want to listen to in very short and sweet words. Listen to me, Joe. You ready? Sean Payton I'm ready. to worry about – his team in Denver getting Russell Wilson ready for the season. You don't come out talk about my football team like that. Do you understand that? Mm. You worry about your football team, I worry about my football team. End of the story, next mm. topic. Here we go. Steve's talking that talk. He said, mind your business. That's exactly how I felt, Steve. You know, you should be worried about yourself. You should be worried about your team. You should be worried about what you got going on over there in Denver. Don't worry about us. We'll be talking negatively about what we're trying to do here, especially when other teams did it, and you were silent when that was happening. I like that, Steve. I like that. The Jets also traded Denzel Mims to the Detroit Lions, Steve. How are you feeling about that situation, man? Yeah, you know, listen, the thing is about Denzel Mims, when I heard about when he did show up to the camp and when and when he got – and as soon as when he got to the Jets' camp, the day when everybody reported in, you know, he he got pulled into the office and say, hey, Denzel, listen, we just want to let you know that you're either going to be either getting waived or we're going to trade you. And here was the thing, mm-hmm. Joe. I knew it was going to happen eventually. And you know what? Listen, we ended up getting a six-round pick back, you know, from Detroit, and we ended up giving them Denzel Benz and a 2025 
seventh round pick. To my last mm-hmm. words, you know, for Denzel Mims. You know, listen, Denzel Mims was a hardworking player. Whenever when he came onto the field, he always did the best that he could to make big plays after big plays after big plays. You know, and the yeah. thing is, I think Detroit is going to be a good fit for Denzel Mims. And my final message yeah. to Denzel Mims is, I want to thank Denzel Mims for the for the three years he spent with us with the Jets. And I wish Denzel Mims the best of luck in Detroit and his future. Yeah. Yeah, listen, Steve, you, this has been a heck of a call from you. My final question, Mac, we're coming to you next. My final question, before I let you go, Steve, training camp's been rolling and shaking, man. What player has surprised you the most so far from camp with their performance? It's been this undrafted rookie receiver we had. I, I don't know what his Jason name Brownlee. is. Brownlee. His name is Jason He's Brownlee. Been unbelievable He's been phenomenal. And, and from what I've read about him in camp, and I actually can't wait till next Thursday when the Hall of Fame game actually gets played, because we'll get to see him mm-hmm. in action. Obviously, we, we know that Garrett Wilson is dealing with a little bit of his ankle right now. From what I heard, yep. it, is a, it is a minor ankle sprain, but it's nothing too yeah. serious from what I heard. You know, hopefully Garrett mm-hmm. Wilson will be back, ready to go when he, when he can. But let me tell you something, Joe. We're, we're going to play in the Hall of Fame game on Thursday. Can't wait to see what, these, what some of these upcoming players can do. Obviously, we're not really going to see most of our starters play next Thursday night. Mm-hmm. But but let me tell you something. Football's coming back, man. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Listen, Steve, this was a heck of a call for me. So I want to thank you for calling in, man. You have yourself a good night, my friend. Hey, good night, Joe. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. All right. Have a good one. Listen, Steve calling in with some fire. He's calling in with some fire. Again, keep in mind the New York Jets also made some signing as well, right? We signed Alex Erickson, a guy that, you know, a wide receiver. He's also a guy that can return some punts. He might stick around. We also signed, uh, you know, uh, defensive back Dane Kruishank, okay? We also signed defensive end Ifidi Odebenjingo, okay? I probably butchered that name. We also signed running back Demera Crockett as well. So we got some guys in the building, too, that have been added, okay? Camp has been solid. It's been rolling as well. I talked about Aaron Rodgers and his connection with uh, Garrett Wilson, you know, beaming. Carter's been looking good. There's been talk about our offensive line. You know, Beckton did sit out one of the practices, dealing with some knee stuff. It flared up. A lot of fans got on his back, okay? <laughs> a lot of fans immediately started calling him a bust and got on his back again, Okay. But he's back out there the next day at practice and, and, you know, did the drills and was looking solid as well. So we'll be talking about that as the, uh, as the show continues to roll on. Jeremy Ruckert, been impressive. Jason Brownlee, I talked to you all about him. When Denzel Mims was on the roster, I was saying Jason Brownlee might be a guy that can knock him off the roster, you know. And also defensively, Jermaine Johnson been looking good. He's moved to number 11 as well. Soft been looking solid. And Tony Adams has been very impressive. Very impressive. He was a guy that I thought could compete for a depth position here at safety. I thought that Amos would be the guy they grab at safety. And I'm telling you, Tony Adams is looking like he might actually be the New York Jets starting free safety. I don't know, bro. But he has been looking great, making plays left and right, knocking balls away, doing everything that he can out there. And Sulla talked about him as well, his mental makeup and all the things that he's uh, really brought to the New York Jets defense. So, 
We're getting back to these lines again. 515-602-9639. 515-602-9639 is the number. Call in. We're taking our callers again when you call in. Be patient. We've got a lot of callers. I'm going to get to everybody, though. Trust. Be patient. Next, we're going to go to Mac. Mac, we're coming directly to you. Jake, we'll come to you next. Mac, for those of you that do not know, Mac, yeah, Mac is that guy, man. Mac is that guy, and he's also, okay, a savage. Mac salutes. Listen, the show is rolling. We're bouncing and shaking. So many things going on. I want to start with you. About Aaron Rodgers, man, two-year deal, uh, $75 million deal, fully guaranteed. He left $35 million on the floor with the Jets took a pay cut. Give me your thoughts about that situation, man. How are you feeling about it? Joe, man, I just wake up every day and pinch myself and ask myself, is this really happening? And I'm just waiting for the shoe to drop, man. (laughs) <laughs> it's happening. Listen, Mac, it's happening. $35 million he gave back to the New York Jets. Again, that shows the commitment. That shows that this guy, look, there was a lot of talks around him. when We were trying to acquire him, a lot of narratives. To me, he squashed all of that stuff. And he's not just talking the talk. I'm going to keep saying it. He's walking the walk. The actions are following everything that he's saying. You know what I'm saying? He gave back $35 million to the New York Jets to build around him, continue to build the team. It just showed you where his head is at, man. Give me your thoughts. Uh, Joe, I haven't heard a single negative thing about this guy. Everything, everything he does just makes my heart sing. Everything mm-hmm. is good. And, you know, there's a whole bunch of intangibles that we're not seeing. He's going to lift up everybody on that team. He's going to lift yep. up their play. I mean, it's just – I can't even believe it's real. And that $35 million, he's going to be – if he wins, he's going to – I don't mean the Super Bowl. I just mean if he's really successful, they're going to crown mm-hmm. him king in New York. He will make so much money doing endorsements. It's coming back to him. He's out of that hellhole Green Bay, wherever that is. He's in New York. <laughs> he loves it, and he's going to get paid. Yeah. No, listen <laughs> – I'm just I'm over the moon about Aaron Rodgers and everything he's done here. But I'll tell you what, that money given back could go a long way. There's a lot of talk about different guys, one of them being Dalvin Cook. You know, he's visiting here with the New York Jets. I know people are starting to talk about Adams, Devontae Adams, you know, all the things that's going on there. We'll see what happens. But uh, Dalvin Cook is, interest, is, is not only interested in signing with the Jets, clearly he's talked about that, but he's also coming to visit the New York Jets, right? Give me your thoughts, man. Are you a Jets fan that wants to see Dalvin Cook in a Jets jersey? Do you think that this happens? Uh, Joe, it'd be great, but I got one reservation before I talk about the player. Jets are high character, man, and I I heard something about Mm -hmm. an incident with a girlfriend getting punched, and and Jets aren't about that, man. You know, Mm -hmm. so let's leave that aside as gossip for a minute. Um, Mm -hmm. Hey, I don't want to rush Brees. You know what I mean? because everybody knows yeah. how these ACLs go. And mm-hmm. I kind of love the idea of Dalvin Cook ca- carrying the load early in the season, and then when Brees is 100% ready to roll, then he can pick up the load. Then then Dalvin Cook will get his rest, and he, he can play less toward the end of the year and come in and really give us a jolt. So, I mean, yeah. it's a dream situation, yeah. Joe. Um, and, yeah, you know, it, I don't want to rush Brees. Yeah. No, listen, you're talking facts, Mac. 
that was one of the things that I was talking about with a lot of Jets fans when it was kind of, you know, put out there that Dalvin Cook was, was coming to visit the Jets and it was official and he was making his move. The first thing I thought to myself is, listen, you know, Brees is dealing with that situation. I do not want this guy on the field until he's 100%, right? And I feel mm-hmm. like the Jets are looking at it the same way. They want to slow roll it. Let's not do something crazy. So if you can add Dalvin Cook in the mix, that's great, right? You got Dalvin Cook on the field now. He can kind of be the guy that can help with a one-two punch. But then it also started thinking as well, Mac, if you add Dalvin Cook to this backfield, right, you got Dalvin Cook. Then, you, of course, you got Brees here. You got Michael Carter. You got Bam Knight. You got Izzy. You also got Die as well. If the Jets only carry four backs, who would they keep? Matt, give me your thoughts on that. Who do you think that they keep on the roster if we do sign Dalvin Cook? You know, I, I, I don't know, Joe. I'll tell you one thing I did hear, though, from somebody who watches practice every day. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, uh, Bam Knight's Bam out playing Carter and Izzy. So, um, yeah, I mean, that, there's just, a lot of people – yeah, there's a lot of people saying, you know, a lot of different things. We'll see, because I've heard a lot of from different yeah. guys as well that's reporting, and they're talking very positively about Carter, that Carter's out there moving and shaking, doing work. I mean, we'll see what happens going forward. But in my, in my opinion, I could possibly see Carter and Izzy being the guys that we keep, along with Brees and Dalvin Cook, if that were to happen. But, again, Sam Knight is a guy that is a phenomenal back as well. We've seen him make plays. So, We'll see what happens. But you gotta, stick him on the practice squad. Somebody's going to get dinged up. He'll get to play. Yeah, we'll see. Now, as we continue to talk about this Jets football team, <laughs> Sean Payton had some uh, words, <laughs> and they weren't so polite about the Jets. <laughs> and, uh, and, and Nathaniel Hackett, man, give me your thoughts about what Sean Payton had to say about the Jets and uh, also he had, what he had to say about the work that Nathaniel Hackett did with the Broncos. You know, I wasn't following Hackett last year in Denver, Joe. I don't care. What I care about is Aaron Rodgers loves the guy, and they work great together. You know, two MVP seasons in a row, care less about Sean Payton. Didn't we beat them after we lost two of our best players last year, Denver? I think think so. Yeah, I think so, yeah. Yeah, I mean, who who cares? I mean, I don't care. The two stupidest things said lately are his comments and some of Jarrell Revis' comments. and I, I could care less. We're, we're going to go out there. We're going to. Hey, I, I love Darrell. Don't get me wrong, Joe. I'll be there. I'll be mm-hmm. there in attendance when he gets inducted next week. You know, I invited you. Mm-hmm. Um, I could yeah. care less what Sean 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 Payton says. And we are going to go out there. Uh, uh, wait, are they coming to New York? I can't remember. We played out there. Uh, I think. Yeah, I think. I think. Uh, I, I'm not sure. Looking at the schedule, but but yeah. I, listen, we play on week four, and I'm ready to go. Okay. I'm ready. Hey, I'm ready to see those guys. I'm ready to see what time it is, and I'm ready to rock. I think we play them out there in Denver. I think we play them out there in Denver. I don't care. I don't care. We play them. Hey, Joe, can I say one more <laughs> thing before before I get on out of here? Go ahead. I'll give you last word. Go ahead. Um, one thing I haven't heard anyone say. You know, I remember when we played the Packers last year, and and you know, I'll get mm-hmm. I'll give Aaron Rodgers some some credit. He had that bum thumb and all that. But I think that's where this all started, Joe. I mean, I'm thinking – I remember watching that game, saying, thinking, Jets are dogs, man. They are coming after him like dogs. And I, I think mm-hmm. Aaron Rodgers saw that and said, you know, this roster is pretty doggone good, you know. Yeah. Um, 
I think this might actually be a place I'd be interested in playing. And I haven't heard anybody say that, but I remember thinking during that game, we are getting after this guy, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I mean, he's, he talked about that as well. He's talked about not just uh, the game, but also when we did that scrimmage with him, that he recognized that, hey, the New York Jets, it's actually a really good football team. They're not there yet, but they're, you know, they're definitely ascending. And he talked about all the, the weapons, and he even talked about, uh, you know, some of the – during the game, he talked about getting dominated defensively and how, you know, they really came in here and, and whooped us and – him looking over and being like, wow, this is a really good football team. So he definitely has acknowledged, uh, you know, his his affinity for the Jets. And not just that, we all know he's very connected uh, with Zach Wilson as well. So listen, Mac, this was a phenomenal call from you, my friend. Next time I have a show, I want to hear from you, all right? Hey, Joe, sorry it's been so long. Take good care. It's all right. You have a good one, man. Listen, we are moving and shaking, okay? Moving and shaking, a lot of things going on, but we'll get to Jake. You're coming up next. But before we get to Jake, listen, we got to show love, okay, for the big, 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 big donation. I'm talking about the big, 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 big donation. We got a big donation from Tim's Collectible Savage in the building, all right? He says, just because entertaining Jets fans is a lot of work, (laughs) thanks for hearing (laughs) from the fans like you do. Okay, listen, salute, Tim, for the big big, big, big donation. (laughs) Listen, it is a lot of work, all right? Jets fans, you know, they can be tough, all right? They can be tough. We, We love this team through and through. You know, we love going back and forth, and I love going back and forth with the fans. This is what it's all about. I'm a fan myself, you know. I want to hear from everybody. So I enjoy this, and I want to thank you again for giving to the platform. It's greatly appreciated, you know. All right? Tim also said, no doubt, it's inflation. Yeah, it's tough out here, all right? I keep telling y'all. I don't know where my next peanut butter and jelly sandwich is coming from, all right? (laughs) Things is getting different, okay? Things is getting different. But again, thanks Tim's Collectibles for the donation. Salute to everybody. Again, subscribe if you haven't subscribed. Hit that notification bell so on our post content you'll be in the know. Also, give the stream a thumbs up if you haven't already. It really helps, you know, get us into a different stratosphere, I guess, in the algorithm, all right? And also share uh, the, the stream across your social media with your friends and your family. The number to call in is 515-602-9639. That is the number. Salutes to all the new callers as well. For all my new callers, listen, when you call in, don't curse because I'll get you out of here fast, all right? Fast. I'm talking faster than Sean Payton can hate on the New York Jets. That's fast. That's fast, all right? Mind-blowing. Next, we're going to get to Jake. Jake, we're coming directly to you. I know Jake has some takes, and I cannot wait to hear what he's got to say. Jake, salutes. I want to thank you for calling in. For those of you that do not know, Jake, he's a savage. Listen, there's so many things going on with the New York Jets right now. I am hyped. I can't wait to talk to you. Aaron Rodgers, man, signed two-year deal, $75 million, took a $35 million pay cut. He was at one point due to make one ten. Uh, $110 million, gave $35 million back to the New York Jets. 
Give me your thoughts about this act, man. What does this say about Aaron Rodgers and his commitment to the New York Jets? Joe, happy Friday. Happy summer as always. Hope your summer's going well. Uh, it is ridiculously hot in New York, so I'm just telling you right now, I'm melting like a snow cone at this point. But uh, just put that <laughs> in perspective. Um, people, let's repeat this line because I thought I was reading this on The Onion or something. A Hall of Fame Super Bowl winner took a pay cut for the play with the Jets. Can we mm-hmm. repeat that again? Because I think yeah. in my 35 years, I've had a better chance of hell freezing over than ever repeating that. So I just want to repeat that again and again. Like, a Hall of Fame player wants to take a pay cut for the Jets. I mean, yeah. that is the most high, holy thing I've heard, and I can't even tell you when. It, it's yeah. really refreshing and Joe tells my point again that I was right about signing this guy. I don't think Derek Carr was saying this or doing this, and nor do I think Lamar Jackson was doing this. So this is the guy. Mm. He's showing you that he's showing the league that he will do what Tom Brady did in Tampa Bay. He's doing it, and he's yep. showing you. So I, I got nothing. That, Joe Douglas, when are we extending him? When are we extending mm-hmm. him, guys? Forget the 2020 draft. I'm over that now. Just please extend this guy. Please do it. So – I'm just going to leave that out Jake, there, but, but, yeah. Yeah, Jake, listen, and you, you are talking that talk, and this is one of the things that I immediately started saying when this came out, is a lot of people were going, man, Aaron Rodgers, $35 million, he gave it back, and I was like, listen, that's phenomenal. Like, what, what a guy. You just talked about a Hall of Fame guy giving back $35 because he believes in what the New York Jets are doing. Mind-blowing. That would ne- like, we would never think we would ever hear anything like that. But I immediately started to talk to people about Joe Douglas. Listen, the reason why Aaron Rodgers did this is because he believes in what Joe Douglas has built here and what he's building. He believes that the New York Jets, the foundation that has been put in place by Joe Douglas, can, can continue to build, can continue to do things. He believes that Joe Douglas is the general manager that can continue to lead and get himself a Super Bowl here, or maybe two, right? He believes that. He's committed to the New York Jets. There's a reason why you get $35 million back. It's because you believe in what the front office is doing. And listen, I understand the 2020 draft because immediately I've been attacked, okay, by people saying, hey, the 2020 draft, Joe, blah, blah, blah. There's people that think that, you know, unless the Jets get certain to a certain point that Joe Douglas should be fired and all these different things, right? And I said, look, the 2020 draft, I get it. Not the greatest, Right. Makai Becton, we'll see what happens going forward with him. Denzel Mims just got traded. Ashton Davis, Jabari Zuniga, all these guys, right? Morgan P. Ryan, all this stuff, right? Okay, cool. But, again, we know that there was some things floating around that inhibited scouting the way you normally do things. We also know Gaze was here. There was a lot of things going on. I'm not absolving Joe Douglas from the 2020 draft. It was bad. But guess what? No general manager bats a thousand. There's a lot of general managers, great general managers. Ozzie Newsom, one of the greatest general managers I think ever to be in the history of the NFL. What a beautiful football mind. He's missed as well. There's been other guys that have missed as well, okay? But I think what people forget is what about the other draft after that? What about Elijah Vera Tucker? What about Michael Carter in the fourth? What about what about that 2021 draft where he was able to get Michael Carter the second, one of the best slot corners in the league what about when he drafted those guys and brought them into the building what about getting the in 2022 getting sauce Gardner as a defensive rookie of the year then turning around and getting garrett wilson the offensive rookie of the year 
right? Then getting Jermaine Johnson, then getting Brees Hall, who looked like he should have been the offensive rookie of the year before he went down. What about Jeremy Rucker, who's looking like he's going to have a big year? What about Max Mitchell, who's looking like he's going to be able to secure our right tackle position? What about Michael Clemens, one of the guys that's constantly being talked about in camp right now as being a guy that's going to make a big-time impact? What about that? What about the free agent signings? What about pairing Sauce Garner with DJ Reed and having literally one of the best cornerback tandems in all of football? What about bringing guys in, right, like C.J. Uzama and Tyler Conklin to secure our situation there at tight end? What about putting us in a position where we are now a team that Aaron Rodgers, Aaron freaking Rodgers, a Hall of Famer, first ballot, Super Bowl winner, four-time MVP that has done everything that you want to do in this league, what about putting you in a position where Aaron Rodgers, who could have walked away from the game of football and been good, okay, been good, he's perfectly fine without the Jets, what about putting us in a position where Aaron Rodgers looked around and said, hey, the New York Jets, they're no longer a circus, they're no longer a team that you look at that's laughed around this league, this team is built the right way, this organization now has structure, and you know what? I'm going to leave Green Bay, the storied franchise, right, that has an illustrious history. I'm leaving them, and I want to become a New York Jet. I want to play there. Come on. <laughs> Come on. Look, I get the 2020 draft, not the best. But there have been so many things that have been done since then that have put this team in an unbelievable position. Joe Douglas to get an extension yesterday. He should have got an extension yesterday. And I'm not even talking about the other stuff he did, the trades like Jamal Adams, the overrated box safety, the guy that I told y'all. I know people are now celebrating it's Jamal Adams Day. Boy, that's crazy because I remember when I was telling y'all to get rid of Jamal Adams two years before it happened, and I told you everything that he was going to do, and he did it, right? Nobody liked that move, but Joe Douglas was the guy that had the stones to get it done, and not only did he get it done, he got two first-round picks for a scrub, all right? <laughs> what about all of that stuff, right? So I want to get your thoughts on that, Jay. Give me, give me your takes on that, man. Well, Joe, let me give you a question. Are you ready to finally say that Mekhi Beckton might not be the player he should be? I think you finally might I'm have not to ready admit to say it. That might not be an answer. The big Makai okay, Beckton fan, just telling you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, listen. I'm telling you, man. I'm here to say this. I'm here to say this. Makai Beckton, they didn't give him a fifth-year option. I'm not ready to say anything until we get into this season and see what he's got. That's what I'm ready to do. I understand the knee flared up, and he wasn't in practice. For that one practice, they sat him back, but he was in practice the next day, and he looks like he's ready to go. And we'll see what happens. Again, they're pacing themselves with him in the knee. We'll see what happens. Stuff flares up. Things happen. He's a human being like everybody else. We're going to see see what happens. That's all I'm going to say because guess what? Everybody praising and loving Dwayne Brown, and I think he can come in here and do his thing too. Right now he's on the pup. He ain't been playing either. And so we're waiting on him to get back too. Billy Turner, he's kind of a journeyman swing tackle, right? And then you got Max Mitchell who looking like really good. But let me tell you something. For everybody that is like, oh, yeah, Makai Becton's a bust, let me tell you, if Makai Becton busts out, there's going to leave some questions because Makai Becton is the only guy that, that's showing you that there's some youth at left tackle. Without Makai Becton, there's big question marks going forward at left tackle, big questions. And everybody loving Dwayne Brown, I think he's good. 
I think he was solid for us. He's not as good as not like an all-world tackle, but he was solid. But he's 38. He's not going to be here for the future. He's not. So if Makai Beckton falls flat on his face and everybody's trying to celebrate, it's going to hurt the New York Jets because you're going to have a huge hole at left tackle that they're going to have to figure out. And I'm not saying that Joe Douglas can't figure that out because he's figured pretty much damn near everything else out. But I am saying that I think that Makai Beckton has great talent, and I'm just waiting to see what happens going forward. Back to you. All right. Well, Joe, I'm going to agree to disagree, unfortunately, but we'll leave that for another time. Um, I want to I want to say something tonight, and this is something that I got to be honest with a lot of Jet fans I've seen in a lot of chat rooms that I'm getting kind of very utterly disappointed about. Is I'm just going to start by telling everybody that we should have no business signing Dalvin Cook right now. Period. Not right now. Why? I don't know if anybody had amnesia for the last week. And honestly, this is where I get angry with Roger Goodell. I don't know if anyone is aware that there was a report that came out about hush money payments from an ex-girlfriend who claimed that he mm. literally beat the blank out of her, threw on a table, mm-hmm. hit in the eye. I'm sorry, didn't Ray Rice and Greg Hardy kind of teach anybody in this league that this stuff is not acceptable? And I'm going to say another mm. thing is that don't you think that Minnesota had a plan, not just because Alexander Madison had less mileage on him and he's, I think, just as good as Dalvin Cook. You don't think they already thought and said, look, we had enough of this. This guy is not going to help us. You're gone. Goodbye. Why is New England having mm. to sign him yet? Why is Miami, if he's the hometown Miami kid, how come they're not paying him the so-called money? Listen, guys, I understand that Rodgers gave us the money and I get that because there's actually another report about Devontae Adams not being happy. So read about that. That's yep. what I look more into. But yep. Right now, I am telling you, as a fan base and as an NFL fan, as a human being, there is no business this guy should be stepping on a field until he is exonerated. I'm sorry. Mm. I think Joe Douglas will make a massively mistake bringing this guy in. Mm-hmm. And because we've done everything right now as a franchise, we've done everything I've asked him to do. But I, I just cannot believe I've seen fans in these rooms, chat rooms saying, well, he just plays football. That's all that matters. People, be a human being, okay? Stop acting like an idiot. Please. Mm-hmm. Not enough of this, okay. okay? We're in a different – this is 2023 now. I don't want to hear this anymore. No, listen, Jake, I hear you. And, but I'll tell you what. If, uh, in my personal opinion, okay, and I've, I've heard a little bit about those reports, but if Joe Douglas, right, if he's visiting the New York Jets and he's coming into the building – we know that Joe Douglas is a big character guy. Even in his draft, he's made it a point to take guys that are like team captains, guys that are leaders, guys that are high character guys. They've done their homework on some level. You ha- you'd have to think that, right? They would not want to bring in a guy that's going to disrupt anything that's going Joe, on here Joe, I'm, as no, far I'm sorry as culture. To cut you off, but I, I don't, Joe, come go on, ahead, go ahead. come on, man. I'm sorry. No, no, I'm sorry. That 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 is baloney. That's baloney. Okay. This has been going on it's, now it's, for over a year been going on for over mm-hmm. a year and now the allegations are coming. Listen, you don't, a woman does not take say no to hush money payments unless she knows that she's got something on him. Okay? It's mm-hmm. simple enough. He's, she's not, she's taking him to court and she's probably got the goods on this. If she wanted to just mm-hmm. take an opportunity like Ben Roethlisberger did with the whole rape charges, she would have taken the money. There is something seriously wrong going on here and the fact that Everybody doesn't care about that because we need to get a guy like that on this team. 
Come on, man. It, I'm sorry. I, I'm not going to listen. Uh, listen. Tonight. I'm sorry. I'm not. Listen. And again, I'm going to say this. Okay. Mm-hmm. We'll see what happens going forward. But I would think again that Joe Douglas has done some type of you know, investigation himself and figured out what was going on or he has some type of tip. Again, we'll see what happens going forward. I'm not here to to say, you know, what's happening. Again, there's still things rolling out about it, and we will see. But I would think that Joe Douglas has gotten – has done some type of homework on this, and, you know, they have some idea of what's happening there. So I'm going to leave that there. I'm not going to go too crazy into that. But – as we continue on, and we're talking about this football team here, we were just talking about, you know, the stuff with Aaron Rodgers and possibly making the moves and signing guys, but we also traded Denzel Mims. Give me your thoughts about that, man, because there's a lot of people that were looking to see him make an impact, right, uh, in training camp, possibly make an impact during the season, but then we move on from him and we send him to the Lions. Give me your thoughts on that, man. We trade every player and turn them into gold. I don't even like gold, but just something. Thank you again, Joe Douglas. But once again, don't sign down to Cook. We get it. You don't want Cook. We get it. I look at it, and I say to myself, hey, it is, you know, Denzel Mims requested a trade. You request a trade. If Joe Douglas can get rid of you, especially you want to cause some issues, he's going to move on from you. All right? So, We'd send them to the Lions. It is what it is. Now, Jake, my final question before I let you go, man. Give me your thoughts about Sean Payton, his comments on the New York Jets, about the Jets, and about Nathaniel Hackett, man. How are you feeling about it? Russell Wilson sucks. He doesn't know how to answer it. He doesn't have Drew Brees anymore. What has he done since Drew Brees? Nothing. We'll see you week five, Sean. We'll gladly beat you in Denver. Thank you. <laughs> okay. Oh, listen, Jake not mincing his words. Listen, Jake, I want to thank you for calling in. Next time I have a show, I want to hear from you, all right, my friend? You got it, Joe. Do not sign Dalvin Cook, guys. I want good characters, not this crap. Good night. Okay. Listen, we hear you, Jake. You have a good one. Listen, I hear Jake, and I, I hear the point. I am not here, right? We'll see. There's a lot of things rolling out, still rolling and shaking, but – I trust Joe Douglas, and I would think, you know, he's done some type of investigation on this situation. But, again, we will see. Your boy Joe is not here to stomp out anything. We'll see what happens going forward with that situation. Woo! This has been a hot show, y'all. Whoa. Got a lot of things going on, a lot of things moving and shaking. Again, we talked about camp. Let me tell you something. That boy Jason Brownlee is looking good, boy. Jason Brownlee's looking solid here now. He's looking real solid, okay? Looking real solid. Made a lot of plays. We saw him actually beat Sauce on a play as well. So, uh, man, he might be a guy that's going to make some push too. Garrett Wilson, again, has looked like a stud. He's dealing with a ankle injury right now, okay? So we'll see what happens going forward, uh, you know, with, with his ankle injury. Again, it's a very light ankle injury, all right, just a sprain. So, of course, they're going to ice that, and we're going to see what happens, continue to go for it. They're going to monitor it. Uh, but it, to me, it, it seems like he's going to be all right. Uh, but, man, this wide receiver core is, is looking solid, man. We've seen Corey Davis making plays as well, out there catching footballs. Let me tell you something. Corey Davis made a catch in camp. Whew, he stretched out and dives. Aaron Rodgers threw a dime, and he was able to stretch out and grab that football. 
and uh, come down with it. What a play. Corey Davis, if he can stay healthy, man, whoa. Woo! He is going to be, you know, clearly he's going to be a part of this offense in a big way uh, because they're keeping him around here. All right, so I don't want to keep going off on camp. We're going to get back to these callers again, 515-602-9639, 515-602-9639 is the number. Call in. We are taking all callers next. I'm going to get to my guy, Tommy, man. Tommy, we're coming directly to you. Val salutes. I see you in the building. Tommy, for those of you that do not know, Tommy, he's a savage. <laughs> Yo! Listen, listen, we talking that talk tonight. A lot of things moving and shaking around here. Look, I want to start off, okay, with this. Aaron Rodgers, two-year deal, $75 million, gave $35 million back. Tommy, how are you feeling about that, man? Well, Joe, you're the one who who was really um, pushing for, for Aaron Rodgers all along for this past, um, uh, as soon as the rumor started, a few mm-hmm. months ago. And um, I, mm-hmm. I didn't think uh, I didn't think it was possible. You proved me wrong. He worked with you, and, yeah. and he he brought he's bringing his people with him. You know, everyone's coming. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he, he got his uh, wide receivers. Got Cobb. Um, who was the first wide receiver that came? The, the Alan tall, Lazard. The it was Alan Lazard, and it was Lazard. Alan, there's yeah, a couple that guys that big, that came here. Yeah, there's a couple guys That's that came big... here. Tim Boyle came. Alan Lazar came okay. here. Okay. Yeah. Um, all right. And then Randall Cobb came here as well. Yeah. The on, the only thing is, I mean, wasn't wasn't Aaron Rodgers complaining that he didn't have enough offense with him when he was, you know, they kept with in um, Green Bay, and he's taking his, yeah, he's, he's taking away from Green Bay with him, you know. <laughs> But, yeah, there was reports that he he didn't necessarily like uh, that they didn't bring enough offensive players with him. Like they didn't they didn't invest enough in the offense uh, when he was there. Yeah, yeah, but you know, I'm, I'm hey, we 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 got we're in it. You know, we have a shot. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, the only only thing I frown upon a little bit is it's a little it's a little Tampa Bay like when when they brought in you know. Brady and Brady brought all his people, and then people are coming out of the mm-hmm. woodwork. You know, the running backs are mm-hmm. coming, and now Davin Cook. I mean, it's, it's it's a little, you know, a little much, a little bit too much um, for me because I want to see the Jets, man. The Jets I've seen grown, man. Those are the people I want to see advance. You know, I don't want to come on with, no. a, with like an all all star team, an all pro team that's being made up, you know, and coming with us. But hey, what, I just want to see us win, you know. Yeah, no, it's really. I'm right there with yeah. you. But at the same time, I think that adding free agents, especially when you have the core, especially when you have a young foundation, your Garrett Wilsons, your ATVs, your Brees Halls, your Jermaine Johnsons, you know, guys that, are, that we've drafted, guys that we've brought into this building, and we have a solid foundation with those guys, I think you can add free agents to continue to help you go forward. And there's, you know, nothing wrong with that. I understand people talking about the Tampa Bay and the Brady situation and feeling like, hey, that's what the Jets are going to do here. I welcome that because we still have a lot of young guys on their first contracts where, hey, when all this is said and done, maybe two, three years with Aaron Rodgers, we'll be able to move forward. I mean, heck, look at a guy like, uh, like Zach Wilson, right? Zach Wilson is a guy that's literally under the tutelage of Aaron Rodgers, right? He's helping him out, hopefully be able to resurrect his career here, and he's going to be able to lead us for years to come. And that's another young guy we got as well. So, you know, I hear what you're saying, Tommy, but I don't mind 
adding the free agents while we can, making our run, you know, and seeing what's going on for these next two to three years. And then, again, continuing to add and build because Joe Douglas is such a great drafter. He's going to be able to continue to move forward with some of the pieces that he'll be able to add. Now, we're talking about these things. What are your thoughts? You, you said you didn't want Dalvin Cook into the building, but what are your thoughts well, about Sean Payton and some of the things that he had to well, say well, about the New York well, Jets and about Nathaniel Hackett? Okay, before we move on to that, I just want to have something mm-hmm. on. I want to just say about we have so much confidence. Everyone has so much confidence in Brees Hall and this whole mm-hmm. time. And he's great, yeah. But, I mean, he's coming off the, the same injury. Remember when um, Saquon Barkley, he was coming off his injury, the same injury, and um, the expectation from, from Saquon Barkley the, on his first year back off the injury was, you know, sensation, sensational. Everybody was predicting mm-hmm. him to be, you know, to, to run the league. And he and he was garbage the first year back, you know. It took him two mm. years to recover. So we're definitely going to need, you know, we're we, we defi- definitely going to need um, some, some type of um, adjustment on, on the, in the running back situation. We, we, got, mm-hmm. we got some good guys, these young guys that are running all over. Um, we're running all over the place in practice, you know, um, but – you know, we—I mean, we might definitely have to, you know, try and sign, sign somebody to a, you know, to a, a low budget, you know, contract. We don't have much more to spend, you know, and, mm-hmm. um, you know, I was really, really, um, looking forward to, you know, to to getting, to getting, um. Our running back in this, and you know, in the room. So we might, you know, mm-hmm. might have to go go through with it. I, the only thing is that you know they gotta they gotta really, um, you know, to the cost a lot. You know, and that's why he's, he's um, well, Cook is I, I um, he's, he's trying to he's trying to play a couple, you know, a couple teams. You know, playing playing us playing us against the against Miami. You know, for a bidding war. And then, yeah. I mean, that one. Well, Cook I mean, is, I, you know, I look at you like this. Yeah, I look at it like this, and, and Cook does have other teams that are that are pursuing him. The Patriots, there's been talks about him going to visit them soon. There's been talks about you know Miami being very interested in his, in him as well. We know that he's a Florida guy, I believe, is from uh, Fort Lauderdale. So you know, look, I, I look at it like this: even without Dalvin Cook, we still got Carter, we still got Bam, uh, we still got you know uh, Izzy as well in the building. So even if we don't end up with Dalvin Cook, we'll be okay. We'll still be able to run the football. And, again, I'm a big believer yeah. in Michael Carter as well. Uh, so, you know, but, again, it's all but, about but making one, sure one that Brees is, uh, you know, good to go. Unless he's good to go, don't put him on the field. I'll give you the final word. Go ahead, Tom. But, but, well, Dalvin Cook, you know, he's he's, a, he's an all-pro. He's a thousand-yard thousand yard rusher consistently. But um, but look look we we brought in the best running back of all time, Le'Veon Bell. He did mm-hmm. nothing. I mean we what we really need to do is yeah, but that was a different time. Another guard. that that was a different time though. We it was the old we had a we had a completely different offensive coordinator. Go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, we we need we definitely need to still improve on this old on this old line. You know, and I'm, I'm I like you know I like that the acquisitions you know and the, the center position and Tittman, I mean that's a nice move. And we need for running you need you need guards and and you need a center. Mm-hmm. Center. You got to open up yeah. them, open up the middle. And um, yeah, you know we you know we we uh we we got in we got into a jam. We were paying too much money to um 
with a Lincoln Thomason, we can't get rid of him, you know? And it, we have his fine to a, to a high Nassabi contract. Yeah, I, and no, I mean, he's Lakers, not the thing about the – well, here's the deal, though, Tommy, and I'll, uh, I'll let you go after this. Lincoln Thomason, listen, he is not a guy – we can actually get rid of him after this season and, and recoup some cap back for him. So this is a big year for Lakin Thomason because uh, if he doesn't show up, then he's probably going to be gone. You know what I mean? But again, there there's some stuff along the offensive line we got to show. We got to figure out who's going to be there at left tackle. Uh, Mike, Max Mitchell, to this point, looks like he's going to be the guy at right tackle. He's looking phenomenal. ATV's back. We'll see what happens with the center position as well. Titman is, uh, you know, he's moving around, moving, shaking. Right now, he's working with the third team. Connor McGovern's been out there with the first guys. But again, this is early in camp. We're going to continue to see things rolling. So uh, we'll see what happens. But you're right. You know, the offensive line is. We're still trying to fill that out. It is a bit of a concern. But listen, Tommy, I got to slide well, off because I, I got other callers. I'm very curious. I want to thank you curious. for calling I'm in, very... my friend. Listen, we're going to keep getting to these lines. Again, 515-602-9639 is the number. Call in. We're, we're wrapping up, taking our final callers. Next, we're going to go to my guy, Val. Val, we're coming directly to you. All right? Listen, for those of you that do not know Val, he is a Listen, Val. Val's in the building. I believe this is Val. Give me your thoughts, Val. Yes, sir. Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers. Two years, seventy-five million dollar deal. How are you feeling about it, man? Man, man. Listen. All right, man. I did not see that. Listen. I'm not a big Aaron Rodgers fan, but this man really came to this team and really was saying that he really wants to win, and he's showing it mm-hmm. so far, man. He's, he's hanging out with teammates. He's doing a lot of stuff, stuff that I didn't even know because Aaron Rodgers seems like he's a private guy. He has like a little circle that he hangs out with, but he's taking it, like, you know, taking full advantage of trying to meet everybody, trying to see how the chemistry mm-hmm. with everybody else is. And this man took a $35 yep. million dollar pay cut. Wow. Whew. I did not see that coming. And that just goes to show you that he wants to try to get this opportunity as best as possible, try to bring in as much talent. And, shoot, man, we're turning the New York Jets into a destination for free agents. I'm just happy to see this day. Really am. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, listen, you're talking facts, man. You're talking facts. Everything that he's, you know, that, that was the picture that was painted about him, everything about, you know, he's a selfish guy and all that stuff. I've told people it's nonsense, man, and he absolutely has shown shown and proved here, right? He's shown it. He's not just talking right. the talk. He's walking the walk. Now, we're talking about him giving back $35 million, You know what I mean? And uh, we got Dalvin Cook coming in to visit, man. Okay, we got Dalvin Cook coming in mm-hmm. to visit. There's Jets fans. You, I'm sure y'all heard earlier there's Jets fans that don't want him on this team, but there's a lot of Jets fans that do. Give me your thoughts on this, Val. Is Dalvin Cook a running back that you want to see in a Jets jersey? Do you want to see the Jets sign him and get him out there on the field, man? Is everybody, like, sleeping at the wheel? Do everybody know who Dalvin Cook is? I mean, this man is an all-pro running back. You want a one-two punch. Do y'all not want to make it to the Super Bowl? Do you know this game is all about injuries and stuff? So, you know, Brees Hall, he's very good, but sometimes, you know, you don't know – the running back position is very tough. People get injured mm-hmm. and stuff. You want as much talent as possible. If you could get a one-two punch with Dalvin Cook and Brees Hall in the back, do you see the um? Do you see the schedule? By the way, 
we have Ooh. no, you know, no leverage. We have chemistry together day one. That's how tough our schedule mm-hmm. is. We got to get as much talent in here as much as possible. Aaron Rodgers took a $35 million pay cut, and we got to get the talent in here. I am all for mm-hmm. Dalvin Cook to come here for sure. And if he wants to come mm-hmm. here and he's saying that, listen, I'm in New York, I'm taking interviews, and New York Jets is the top um, spot that I'm looking at, and if everything is right, he, he's going to willing to sign, I am all down for that because this is all – we're going all in. We're not playing just to get in the playoffs. We're trying to get to the Super Bowl, and we have to do that. And we were just basically nope. taking the page out of the um, Buccaneers, and we we seen what the Buccaneers did, and we're basically taking um, strides from what they did to make it to the Super Bowl, to actually get to the Super Bowl and win. So we're we're basically trying to do emulate that and make it in our own way. And now everybody's talking about us, which is we're we're not used to, but I'm definitely all down for it. Not to be long with it. No, listen, you're talking from fire right now, man. There's a lot of, again, I've talked to a lot of people. You listened to the show earlier. There are guys that do not want him here at all. But, uh, you know, I'm telling you what, Dalvin Cook, and, again, he has other teams that are interested as well. The Dolphins are interested in him, and according to reports, the Patriots are interested in him as well. Patriots. And uh, supposedly there's supposed to be a meeting between him and the Patriots, possibly after, uh, directly after he comes and meets with the New York Jets. So we'll see what happens going forward. Now, my final question before I let you go, Val, because we're coming towards the end of the show, and you know, Blog Talk be hating on you, boy. Give me your thoughts. I on already know. Hating. <laughs> Man. <laughs> <laughs> Give me your thoughts on uh, Sean Payton and the comments that he had about the New York Jets and also about Nathaniel Hackett. Man, how would you feel about that? Don't you love it, man? Asante and Samuel the other weeks, and now you got Sean Payton coming out of nowhere. Man, listen, yeah. we just getting strides yeah. from everybody, man. Listen, I'm not going to say this man was the worst head coach. I mean, listen, a lot of coordinators cannot be head coaches. We've seen that for sure um, from the offensive guru himself, Adam Gase, because that was terrible. I, I believe he was the worst head coach. But listen, listen man, this guy is – we're going to give him a chance. I, I feel like he's going to definitely be good for us. He has chemistry with Aaron mm-hmm. Rodgers. He won an MV, um, he, It was an MVP season with Aaron Rodgers. I feel like he's going to get everybody's adjusted. But, you know, just it's, it's just a lot of people just, you know, not liking that the Jets is getting all this popular. And he also said that um, that this team is a dream team or something. I, I forgot what he was saying, mm-hmm. if you could correct me. Yeah, he said we were trying to build uh, a dream team, like the one that they built in uh Oh, in we were trying to build a dream team. Oh, okay, and then we might not live up to it and stuff like that. Hey, listen, yeah, I mean, what have you been in New Orleans Saints? You haven't did too much of anything. You've been going to the playoffs and getting knocked off in the first round. You only went to the Super Bowl only once, so you're not this guru coach that everybody thinks you are and stuff, and you you know, you're getting hyped up. I mean, it's not like you won four championships or five. Like, you're not Belichick. Sorry, man. But, you know, (laughs) even though, I, you know, I don't like Belichick like that either, but you got to respect the rings but you don't got that much rings to be Ooh. talking but hey listen Ooh. we will see him in week five with our dream team that he so called it and we're gonna definitely <laughs> see how his team shows up because remember we beat them last year and we had zach wilson as a quarterback so this time we're gonna have aaron um aaron Rodgers, daniel hacken as a an offensive coordinator, and you got Sauce Gardner to deal with. So, good luck, buddy. We'll see you in week five. 
There's more fuel to the fire. Yeah. <laughs> listen, Val talking that talk. Listen, Val, I got to let you go because I'm short on time. Next time I have a show, I want to yes, hear from sir. you. All right, call in a little bit earlier, man. We know Val likes yeah, his Yeah, I was shine, busy you know today. <laughs> listen, guys, it's a lie. It's a lie, man. You know, I love to hear everybody's takes, man. Don't listen to Joe. You be, be putting out false, uh, <laughs> false information out there. But, hey, it's all love, everybody. And Joe, have a good show. Blog Talk, stop hating on your boy, Joe, man, and keep doing your thing, man. <laughs> Salute, Val. <laughs> Yo, don't listen to Val. Everything I tell y'all is true, okay? Everything your boy tells you is true, all right? You know, but we, you know, we, we got love for Val on this platform, okay? We enjoy we enjoy talking to everybody. All callers are important, all right? All of you, all right? Everybody that watches is important. Salutes to everyone. Again, quickly, <laughs> salutes to Shumel. Uh, I believe that's a, that's the name. I apologize if I mispronounce your name. Shumel salutes to you, Savage, in the chat. He says, this team, the Jets, this team is very similar to the Bucks, the Buccaneers. Top-notch defense with a lot of talent on offense, but they were just a QB away. I am not scared of any team. Mm. That man's talking fast. Here we go. Yeah. I like that. I like that. And now I like that comparison there. All right. Jets are going to be tough to beat, all right? Now i got to shut the show down because we are short on time. Listen, I'm the man of the people. I'm here, people. Let me shamelessly promote my Facebook page. Everyone go on Facebook, search The Long Beach Joe Show. Like that page. My content's up there. Go ahead and give it a listen. Message me. I'll message you right back. I love going back and forth with you folks about this football team. Also, leave me some feedback. I love hearing about what you folks think I do here on The Long Beach Joe Show. I am also on Twitter as well. Come on over to Twitter. Type in at the Long Beach Joe at the Long Beach Joe personal page is at Young J zero zero zero. Okay, go ahead and follow me. I'll follow you right back. You want to troll me? No issues. I'm the troll is under the bridge, and I will have my Vera Tucker jersey on at all times. Damn, Blog Talk be hating. Vera Tucker jersey on at all times. She's gonna be dominating people this upcoming season. All right, I'm also on YouTube as well. Come over to YouTube. Type in Long Beach Joe Jets. Long Beach Joe Jets on YouTube. Subscribe, hit that notification bell, okay? So when I post content, you will be in the know, all right? Also, please comment down below if you want to go back and forth and troll me. We can go back and forth. And as always, people, when I see you in person, okay, because I will see you in person, blog talk, quit hating, okay? I will see you in person. Is arms out, chest open, free hugs for everyone, free hugs for everyone. The hugs will cost you absolutely nothing. I want to thank you folks for taking the time out of your day for listening, calling in, and interacting with your boy on any way that you do, okay? You folks have a good one. Until the next show, peace. Yeah.